SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SheQuest Podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. Now, before you go on listening to this conversation, which I'm titling Guiding Starlight for the Soul of Nova Scotia, I want you to go back and make sure that you've listened to part one, which I titled A Dark Night for the Soul of Nova Scotia. And I want you to listen to that, and I want to know what you you thought about it, whether you want to message me or email me or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. I want to know what were your reaction, what you took from it. Were you able to just embrace a little bit more of what's happening? Um, I, I just love to know your feedback because my hope with these is to help <laughs> And to be told, probably to process myself, you know, as well. And as my personality goes, I do this best with writing and speaking about it. So thank you for giving me this platform to do so. And thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate your inputs. Before I go on, I want to make something clear. And hopefully, I'm not sure if I made it totally clear the last podcast. So here I go. I want you to know that there's no right or wrong way to grieve. And this is an idea that I reiterate all the time with my Sheikwes group, my members, is that there's no right and wrong way when it comes to grief or soul work and that it's slow work. It's slow and there's lots of patience around that. There's a quote I love from a favorite poet of mine. His name is John O'Donoghue. And it says, life is a growth in the art of loss. And I, I love that because it's really, really is that. And you know, this is poetry and all this. Like, this is the stuff I have learned and still learn every day that Like teachers are present in our lives in many forms. For example, like poetry and my studies in yoga and symbols and painting flowers, which I've done a ton. Like flowers have been pouring out of me lately. And it seems that in grief field times, I like there's like flowers pouring out of me. Or like meditating in front of sunrises. Like all this stuff, like the experience stuff, that stuff has taught me more than any grief book or my master's in counseling combined. Another thing that I'm learning, you know, I've learned is that to not be afraid with the waves of sadness or thrown off. And I've been really much like riding the roller coaster ride, like, One day I'm fine. And then the other, it's like, oh, it's like hitting me again. And one day I'm super numb. And then the other day it's like, I'm fine. So, and just to like, just let it unfold. Unfold has really been an important word in my own grief um, journey. And when you think of sadness, you know, to just think about integrating it and welcoming it. And it's like, it's 
dancing with it almost. And and I love this image of grief. Like think of grief like a garden that needs tending. And lastly, you know, to look and listen and connect with other people, you know, that are in pain really can help us heal our own. So the main message of part one was that grief is love and love is grief. And they are both one and the same. And I I hope you are reminded of that. So my intention for this podcast is to share my toolkits for transitions, just like these, like transition we are. And if you don't know what I mean by transition, go back to part one because I go about this, you know, at length. And I want to share with you today, easy, try, tested, my true, my resource. I always go back to these, this stuff, whether I'm working with clients, on myself, with groups, in workshops. So this information is like really, really gold. And I feel really propelled to share this with the world so everybody can know how to take the hurricane force of grief and, you know, use breath and move and write and paint and in designing and creating this class for y'all, like these grounding tools, it was really important that I make these like really easy. So you can, don't even ask yourself twice if you can or cannot do it. And also not just that, but make it so that you can teach others, whether that be your kids or, you know, your family members, like anyone, you can teach those tools to them. And I feel seriously, if you only take like one thing out of this, I'll feel I've done my like job right. So, and now, you know, for an important disclaimer. So the tools I'm about to share, they're by no means replacement for your immediate and physical support system. I'm talking about your like secure and safe people, uh, whether that be like a supportive partner, a therapist, a best friend, a parent. And in extreme cases, you know, these exercises are not to be used without the help of an experienced yoga teacher, a therapist, or a physician. Also, one to two minutes for each exercise is just plenty to start. Lastly, these exercises are by no means a way to fix your situation. There's no fixing here, okay? We're not putting a Band-Aid. We are engaging with its material, the tools are meant for you to connect, empathize, look, and listen to the feelings behind the experience. All right, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. So the toolkit includes, I'm going to share with you some breathing exercise, some hand variation, like hand shape we do, and we can breathe with the hand variation, some yoga, of course, affirmation, and some mindful art, and finally, some journaling. And hashtag BTW, this is all in your grounding toolkit. And um, this program is free all month this month in my online yoga streaming site. So do check that out. It's also in the show notes of this podcast, okay? So as a yoga and mindful art teacher, I've seen firsthand the effect of how yoga and art can heighten our tolerance to discomfort in myself, but also in my students, so much so that I sometimes call it post-traumatic growth disorder. And so again, I wouldn't share these tools if I didn't know they worked for many people, including kids. So this is my chance to teach you all you know, what I know. And in part, when I was talking about like the cave, so like these are resources when you're in the cave. 
<laughs> All right. So we'll start with pranayama or breath awareness. So pranayama is just a fancy yoga word that means breathing exercise. And in mindfulness, we use our breath as an anchor. And I often use this visual imagery with kids, you know, like you're on a boat and it's like really shaky. Use an anchor and the anchor is your breath. But that's just how we use it in yoga and mindfulness. We use the breath to anchor ourselves to come back to our center, our core, you know, our soul compass, whatever you want to call this, our internal home. And it's genius, really because your breath, one, it's it's always with you. Two, it's easy to access and feel your breath. And three, like 99.9% of the time, it's neutral. So you don't think you are good or bad at breathing. And again, side note, extreme cases here, there will be sometimes we feel shame around breathing and that if we've suffered like really extreme, like traumatic things in our lives, taking a deep breath is impossible. So instead of trying to take a deep breath, I would suggest just finding an easy breath for just finding anything that you can. So the first best breath that I always recommend for grief is breathing in your feet. We have this expression in yoga, we, we say it's like where your attention go, your energy, your vitality goes. And you know, your breath is your vitality in yoga. So stay attention to your feet. You're literally like breathing in your feet. Interrupting this special edition of the SheQuest podcast to tell you about my May live stream yoga classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. in a secret Facebook group. We gather at home, but together to breathe, to move, to play. Yoga is a powerful modality to ground physically and emotionally, and that impacts your entire day. I love to bring themes, poems, and little dance parties into our morning. I'm queen at infusing grounding techniques and mini breathing exercises you can use outside the yoga room to navigate life's highs and lows. On Wednesday night, I teach a level two flow class and a live prenatal class as well, amounting to five live classes a week you can choose from, providing the best antidote for stress and anxiety. The hour always ends with a chanting mantra that will leave you feeling stabilized, open, and radiate outwards. Sign up today on my website, Estelle Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N.com under Academy by clicking the yoga channel. Along with the May Live Special, you get access to my entire library of yoga classes, audio meditation, and programs such as Radiant Heart Program and In the Flow for Women. Love you and your radiance too. And you can do this like sitting on a chair. You can like uncross your legs and make sure your feet are touching the ground. Or you can do this like just sitting tall, long neck, proud chest, hand facing down, resting on your thighs, and just pay attention to your feet. Seriously, I do this when I'm nervous like all the time and I feel I'm just scattered everywhere. I just breathe in my feet. Where awareness and attention goes, your breath goes automatically. Again, your breath does not need to be force or deep. Like just hearing the flow in and out and watching your breath is just, that's enough. And keeping the attention on your legs and on your feet. 
just a little side note here, not to get too deep in like nerdy yoga philosophy stuff, but in yoga, your feet, they're your roots, they're the roots of your tree. They're the ones that are keeping you like really steady and solid. In yoga, it's so beautiful, you guys. Your body's like a flower. It's like a tree. And so when you, you know, you exercise this, you exercise literally like the roots of you. Yeah. So that's my first like breathing exercise is just to breathe in your feet. Now, the second one is called Release Breath. I've shared on this podcast before, but it's worth another mention. It was a breath taught to me by a teacher. Uh, her name is Kia Miller. And you just cup your hands at the level of your heart. And I can do three with you here. So you take a deep breath in. And exhale, you pretend you're blowing a candle. So it goes. I'll do it again. Inhale, full. And exhale, blowing the candle. So much so like you feel the wind of your breath on your hands. One more inhale. And exhale to blow. Cool. All right, moving on to hand variation. And then this, the hand variation, you'll still need to have like some breath awareness that allows you to like, you know, do a pause to just go back to breath awareness a little bit. You know, as long as you know you're breathing, like you're doing yoga. And it's really hard to focus on anything else than your breath when you know you're breathing, right? You're conscious that you're breathing. So so that's a little side note So that we get to do in our hand variation as well. Did you know that when you were in your mother's womb, your heart grew your hands? Your heart grew your hands. <laughs> Therefore, when you do little gestures with your hands, you instantly heal the heart, but on like an energetic and subtle level. And so this hand variation I'm teaching you right now is thought to be by my teacher, Ashley Turner. Again, on your program, on the yoga channel, all the pictures are there. So if you're a visual visual person, I really recommend you go on the program. But you interlace your hands, so your index, you know, all your four fingers. And then the thumb, if you're a woman, you will take your thumb on top of the right. And you can just lay your hands there. Again, have a long, you know, spine, tall spine. And know that you're breathing in and out. Oh, when I'm very stressed, I do the head variation and I breathe in my feet. So this is how you can like kind of mix and match your tool, your favorite tool, right? Yeah. So that's my first one for anxiety. And then the second one, it's a hand variation and it's called hand variation for freedom. And this one, I love this mudra. Mudra is a fancy word for hand variation in yoga, but it was taught to me. I don't even know who taught him to me because it's been so long ago, but it's kind of taking the shape of a bird. So look at your hands right now. Take the right hand under the left and just have your hands on top of one another and you'll cross your thumbs and you'll have your palms at the chest and you'll see it'll make the, it'll, it'll feel like you're doing a bird with your hands. And again, to just breathe in your heart, long, deep, you know, long, doesn't have to be deep again, but just slowing down the flow of breath. Uh, Activating the parasympathetic nervous system, all that good stuff we're looking for, okay, to have your body at rest, to drop the frontal brain into your heart and down even into your feet, okay? Now for the rooting exercise, so we're into the yoga part. Obviously, I'm not going to start teaching like a whole sequence here, but a rooting exercise I absolutely love. I just get 
sit on my sits bone. This one is really nice to do outside as well. So I get my sits bones down on the floor. I extend my legs out. You could do this cross-legged as well. You can take your hands onto your thighs and like you press your hands on your thighs. And then you can press, press your hands down on your thigh and just do that and create some warmth. Again, like pushing almost the roots of you into the ground. The next thing I do is I just look around the room that I'm in. As I look around, I kind of orient myself, you know, to the here and to the now. I can, from that kind of self-inquiry place, you know, around, and sometimes it's hard for me to, lot, you know, not look at the dirt around my house or whatever, but just take that in. Just, just be a witness of that. And then you can close your eyes and just bring that self-inquiry inside. So the same thing you were looking around your house now, close your eyes and bring that self-inquiry inside. This month, my program, Grounding Tools for Transition, Yoga for Grief Relief, is completely free of charge on my yoga channel. Listen to part two of this special edition podcast and go to estellethompson.com under Academy and sign up for the yoga channel and get this program no charge. This is completely free. There's no gamut, no anything. And through this, access my most tried, tested, and true self-healing tools for transition, breathing exercise, hand variations for anxiety, rooting exercise, mantra, and mini art lessons for grief relief. Together with our tools and thread of choice, Nova Scotia, we breathe in not only for our lungs, you know, and our hearts, but for the lungs and hearts of our entire province. Go on now. Go get it. Bye. You know, again, for like extreme cases, you wouldn't be able to like close your eyes or anything. Just have them like half, half closed. And then I like from here, I like to take my hands and I just like press them on my arms. And so, yeah, so that's the rooting exercise. And then the other yoga I have for the grounding tools is Shavasana with a blanket. And Shavasana is corpse pose in yoga. (laughs) And it's a resting pose, obviously, is the pose that we do at the end of every class. It says to be the most important part of class because there's power in rest, right? And with the blanket, if you have, I know some of my students, they have this like heavy blanket thing. So they've been doing this. They just, again, just have their back to the earth and have their heavy blanket on them. And you can even have like your hands on your belly or your hands on your heart. And you bring back that really conscious knowing breath. You could even like breathe in your feet from there. So yeah, you know, when you connect to the earth, you connect to the denser parts of you. And again, the Shavasana with the blanket, like super restorative. And, you know, remember from part one of this podcast, when we thought, when we you know, talked about grief being like heaviness, like you connect with grief when you just allow yourself to feel the heaviness in your body. Like if you're on your back and you just like let your bones sink down and like close your eyes and let like everything like sink down in your face and you're essentially, you're letting grief be chief, you know, when you do that and teach your body to not be afraid of what's dark inside you. And I know these seem so simple as I go through them, but man, they're powerful. Like 
they are powerful. And even if you could just do like one a day or something, um, that that is grief, grief relief. Uh, moving on to affirmation. Uh, in the documentary, I talk about, it's episode five, I do believe. And I talk about uh, one of the first mantra that's ever taught to me. And it was breathe, relax, feel, watch, allow. Uh, and I could either write this in my journal or repeat it quietly to myself. Or perhaps I do like I perform one of the above exercise, whether with my hands, whether with, you know, breathing my feet. And I'll like do a breath to each word. So I'll go breathe and then an inhale and exhale and then relax. I'll go inhale and then exhale and feel, inhale, exhale, and, you know, so on. And again, not forcefully inhale, inhale, because when you, we force the breath, you know, it's almost like we are tricking our nervous system into thinking we are overwhelmed, which is the complete opposite of what we're trying to do. So soft and slow, deep if it's there. If it's not, it's fine. And just trying to just let it be. Yeah. And one of my other favorite mantra, I did it this morning actually with my um, my live Facebook group, it's Be Here Now. So that mantra is, you know, I've been using it for years. There's a beautiful song by the beautiful chorus that sings it and it goes, be here now, be here now. And you can just hum it. If you want to sing it, you just go like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I mean, there's so many mantras I like, but I think it all comes back to, you know, being here now. Now for the mindful art part, I got two exercises. First, I got exercise I call doodle yourself free. And the other exercise is called the dots and line. And like, seriously, you can doodle anywhere. You can doodle on a napkin, on a corner of a newspaper. Um, I actually have a free marks and doodles guide in that program. Again, so go check that out. It's a little five day thing or we go and doodle together for five days. Just doodle anything, like spiral, circles, line, like an uninterrupted flow, meaning you do it without even like, don't stop to check your phone. Like don't do, just do it. And maybe like it's best to like time yourself for like five minutes and just like this, you know, doodling it wakes up your right brain and it makes new creative connection. It calms you, releases you. Like for me, art releases something in me like, instantly now. I get to access a part of myself that is, you know, whole and energized. Um, and by the way, these are the same parts of your brain that you access when you do yoga, just so you know. <laughs> and my other go-to exercise when it comes to mindful art is uh, just dots and lines. So get your dust out of the watercolors and start painting dots and start painting line. Again, uninterrupted flow of, of painting, there's no rules for colors. There's no rules, rules for size. And if you want some of that, my art channel is always available for that. And lastly, journaling. Oh my, I mean, I know it's not everyone who's kept the diaries in the age of seven, but I have. And I, I do understand it's not natural for everybody to write down what's going on. But for me, it like it just makes me feel better. And, it, you know, you don't have to share it with anyone. 
If you're not into writing, I know some of my students, they take their little voice memo app out of their phone. So that could be um, some help. Maybe think of it like the doodling exercise where it's like uninterrupted flow. You can do the same with journaling. Like think of it as a dump. And that's actually how I'm calling it in the Tools for Transition. It's a grief dump. And also I would recommend, you know, to not think of writing anything deep in it. Um, Think of it as like, in yoga, we have this term, it says, it's called chitti britti. And it's really just a fancy yoga word that, you know, talks about the fluctuation of the mind. So just write what's on your mind, <laughs> what's happening. And like, sometimes I do that. And like for an entire page, I'll just write like, just silly stuff. Like, oh, like I've left my clothes in the dryer. Uh, I should really get them, you know, like all the superficial stuff. And then I finally get, once I get that out of the way, then it's like, the deeper stuff that comes out. A gratitude journal. You know, gratitude has been said to be the highest form of yoga. So I, you know, just like grief is a muscle, courage is a muscle. Well, gratitude is a muscle as well. And the more you practice this, man, you get so strong at it. Yeah, gratitude makes the world a magic, magic place. So yeah, so you have it, my most trusted and easy way to engage with grief. That wasn't so bad, was it? <laughs> you know, through through all this, you know, there's definitely like freedom to be found in discipline for sure. And perhaps I would advise some, you know, put some constraint like, okay, for like seven days, like a week, I will write in my journal or for three days in a row, I will lay on my back with a blanket on myself or, you know, and just let myself just be there. Um, You know, these are tools, but just how you will use them, that's, you know, really up to you. And one more thing, you know, self-kindness is so necessary. Symptoms of grief work are very real and touch all aspects of our lives, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, So I hope you honor what's going on as you go through these exercises, you know, like drink loads of water, have healthy filling meals, you know, rest and move in a way that makes sense to you like today and for years to come. Self-kindness is really necessary when it comes to grief work. Notice what's happening without any judgment is essential. And there's going to be judgment, but, you know, it's going to be there. And just watch it. Just say it. And I'll try to like get it away. Just it's there, you know. It's part of me too. You know, the inner critic and judgment, it's part of me too. You know, for some, when we are in acute phase of transition, doing a lot of breathing exercise, yoga, even journaling, it can be too much. So kudos to you for the willingness to want to unearth things that you perhaps don't speak of on the daily or ever. (laughs) This is why I recommend doing like a minute, two, three, five minutes for it to start the shift. Perhaps just sitting on the side of your bed, breathing in your feet right before doing anything in the morning. And the thing is like to be exposed to it like over and over again that's what creates the release. I call it, you know, small daily acts of bravery and find the, the heart pace that's right for you. And this is what matters because the exposure will create the lift, the softening, and 
maybe and hopefully I say this with confidence, the release. If the tools presented seems completely out of reach to you and you feel completely helpless, I recommend you connect with a mental health professional. In some transitions, you know, individual may develop complicated grief and support is always available. If you go on the Nova Scotia government site, there's tons of helpline and you can always email me at info at estellethompson.com and I'd love to refer you to, I have a list of trusted professionals such as like yoga therapists and uh, psychologists, you know, people I really trust. (laughs) So in the end, grief work is hard and slow work. So pick and choose your tools here and remember to be gentle, prioritize self-care, knowing what works for you, what doesn't work for you. There is no right or wrong way for your journey into the cave, only your way. I don't know. I invite you to do these like every day on a good days and our bad days too. That we, when the next, you know, wake up call hits, hopefully not a next pandemic or whatever, but you know, your body will know what to do. Hey there, are you on the fence about joining the May Live Yoga Channel site on Facebook? Here is a testimonial by one of my students, Susan Clark. She said, the Facebook Live Yoga Channel is easy to follow and very uplifting during these difficult times of COVID isolation. Estelle is very inspirational, knowledgeable of the art of yoga, and a motivating teacher. I highly recommend her classes. What are you waiting for? Sign up today through estellethompson.com under Academy, and then just click Yoga Channel. See you on Facebook. I'm a self-titled grief ambassador, and you know I can now see the many gifts my son Tommy left me in dying. For one, I get to be close to death every day. And this intimacy keeps my heart open, bouncy, flexible, and durable. Art and yoga is giving me the self-regulating tools I need to heal. I get to teach that and be well in my body, my mind, my, my soul. And these tools, they get to be my drug of choice. And the more I do this myself, the more I want to share them with others. I think that's just natural, you know? The fact that you're doing this, like everyone is affected by that and it builds resilient families and communities. Looking at grief straight on is the best kept secret to amplify your magic and living your life full and free. I wish it for you. Ah, a privilege to witness your unfolding always. Thanks for listening. Hope this helped. Bye. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.